coming up in today's episode. Have you ever said yes when you've meant no and then on the second meeting lied to get to your no? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Coach Potatoes. I'm Matthew Davies. And I am Josh Connolly. The reason why we've called it uh, Coach Potatoes is because we're going to mash up some ideas like that. I like it a lot. Chip them down a bit. Yeah. Fry them around and hopefully come up with some good solutions that people can take away. So not just talking about the problem all the time, but two coaches trying to resolve some issues. Today we've decided to start with saying no. An interesting topic, right? Because lots of people say yes when they mean no. So today we're going to kind of interrogate that and, as mentioned, come up with some solutions that you can take away. So, Josh, why do you think people say yes when they mean no? Well, I think one of the the main reasons, certainly from my experience, would be a lot to do with people-pleasing and that need to be validated by others. And when we say people-pleasing... Let's, let's just get a bit deeper. Why are we people-pleasing? Well, essentially, I, I feel like a lot of us have that need to be wanted and liked and, you know, that, that fear that we have of rejection and upsetting people means that we struggle to be our most authentic self in the case of saying what we really want in certain situations. I think you make a really good point, especially around wanting to be wanted, needed, and loved. You know, we all want to be in a tribe, don't we? Mm. And we don't want to threaten being out of that tribe by saying no. Mm. Uh, And yet sometimes you become a lot more of a respected member of whatever tribe, having your own voice and having the ability to say no. And not only that, but articulating why you're saying no. Yeah, absolutely. And... It's interesting that you bring up the need to articulate why you say no, because I'd like to ask you, have you ever lied for why why you can't do something? So you've said no, but you, you've come up with a lie as a reason why. Oh man, tons of times. Like little white lies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, loads of times. Yeah, yeah. And what I've done often in the past is I'll say yes when I want to say no, and then next time I see that person... I have to come up with a lie as to why I haven't followed through with the false yes that I've given. A false yes. I've not heard that definition before. So you're absolutely right. Vehicle is reversing on the second meeting, isn't it? And like untangling the yes that meant no is excruciating sometimes, especially if you've committed to something that is super important to the other person. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's something that resonates with us all. You know, how many times have, has anybody listening said yes to something and then instantly you feel that feeling come over your whole body because you think at some point I'm going to have to either tell them that I'm lying when I said yes or I'm going to have to come up with a lie as to the reason why I can't back my yes up. So have you ever said yes when you've meant no and then on the second meeting lied to get to your no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have. I mean, look, in the past, I, I, I've been a huge people pleaser. And so uh, it's not just something that goes. Uh, but particularly in the past, particularly growing up, I was, you know, always hell-bent on, on people pleasing. So I was lying a lot to back up. Um, yeses that I didn't mean. So this is something that's because I did exactly the same. 
This is something that's a bit deep, isn't it? In the sense that as we were growing up as teenagers, we we might be no to parents, but yes to friends a lot more, just so we can be part of the set mm. and, and not be seen as uh, someone who ruffles the feathers. Mm. You see, one thing I think is that when when we're looking at uh, yes meaning no is boundaries mm. and. Um, Brenny Brown talks about that compassion has boundaries, and I really agree with her on that. I was um, walking through Camden the other night, going to a supermarket, and there were two lads outside who were homeless. And I said, would you like a drink, a soft drink? And they went, yeah. I said, what would you like? And one was like, oh, all right, um, I'll have a, an orange aid, and uh, the other lad wanted a Lucasade or something like that. Right. And the, that was the compassion bit. Like instead of me going in because I I like have a, a lemonade, they mm. might not like lemonade. Yeah, yeah. So it, the compassion bit was asking them what they wanted and then giving it to them. But I didn't ask them to come back to my house and live there. Yeah, they're homeless, but there has to be boundaries. Mm. And the ha- otherwise, it it doesn't work, does it? So mm. we do naturally have boundaries. But there's just some instances, one of them is authority. When there's an authority figure asking you to do something, which actually may be, for example, not in your job spec, way out of scope, and you say yes when you mean no. What's your thoughts around authority figures managing up and when yes means no in that context? Well, I think when you enter into any working relationship, the moment that you don't set the boundaries that you've just spoken about then you're actually preventing yourself from thriving within the work that you're doing because you're going to find yourself constantly doing things that you feel like you shouldn't be doing but that you've expressed your okay doing i mean we've spoken a little bit off air about companies that set you know specific work times and then are asking their employees to come in unpaid a little bit early for a briefing maybe before they start. And look, the moment that you say yes to that, then you are showing that you haven't got boundaries. And then what you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna bring on your own resentments as you start to do things that you don't wanna do because you've said that you will. And so you're giving off the complete wrong vibe. And you don't wanna come over as a knob saying, well, actually the contract here says I start at nine o'clock. Mm. So you go, suddenly you start at quarter to nine. But then they'll say, actually, uh, we'd like you to be here for half past eight so you can get ready for the meeting at quarter to nine. Because mm. this is what happens. Yeah, because the boundaries get pushed. And is, is this, you know, have you, ever, have you ever experienced it with any of the people that you've worked to, to be, you know, to be pushed past your boundaries? And if you have, how, how have you dealt with that? Well, I just built up the resentment until I'd really had enough. And mm. I either left <laughs> in a huff or it all came out in one tsunami of toxicity. Right, right. Instead of just going, guys, we agreed that we start at nine o'clock. Mm. This is this is an agreement that we had. If that is now changing, we've got to sit down and manage that. Mm. Because what happens is it, it, it it's called scope creep. Right, okay. What we've agreed, the scope starts to change and starts mm. to manifest into something that was never agreed upon. Mm. And what I've noticed in life is that if you don't have clear boundaries, they they will shift very, very quickly if, if you don't love. I think you've got to bend and bow. I don't think it's about being like a brittle, hard, 
brittle bush that any form of wind and it snaps. I think you've got to bend and bow like a tree, a healthy mm. tree. Yeah, like that. But anything that's going to be consistent change or really not in your area, I think that's a really firm place to say no. And one way of doing that, I think the first thing to do, um, if we're starting to get into the sort of solution here, is to give yourself a little bit of time out, especially with authority figures, to contemplate on the decision that you're going to have. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to say yes or no immediately. And I think a lot of people feel compelled that they need to do that. Their boss will come up and say, oh, hello, Jan. Uh, I, I need you to fill out this lengthy report before Friday. And Jan goes, yes, all right. Mm. Jan goes, I'll take a look at that and I'll get back to you in a sec. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because you're giving yourself space and time to digest what, what you know what you're being asked to do, but then also come up with the reaction that that, that, that you want to give, your response to that. Um, because in that moment, that pressure can that's what can make you feel like you're just going to chuck out that yes, right? And then then you're on the path, right? And once you're on the path, you've got to get off the path. So that space that you're creating yourself that you've just spoke about gives you that opportunity to put yourself on the right path so that you're not having to you know go back on what you've already said because then it instantly becomes harder right once you give somebody a, a decision you you then have to take that back rather than what you're saying which is allow yourself the space to give the correct decision yeah and another way of doing that is to interrogate what they want i mean Often it can be cloaked in, oh, it'll only take a few minutes. And we know how long something that takes a few minutes really takes. Mm. It can be hours, days, weeks, all sorts of, of times. So you can you give yourself a chance to look at the problem so you can decide whether you can or you can't. I think the other thing to do is to have the courage to state opportunity costs, which means that if you want me to do this, then I can't do that. Mm. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because then again, that is, um, you're offering you're offering the answer no, essentially, but that you're, there's room for movement, that, you know, you are still trying to accommodate what you're being asked. You're not um, just giving the blunt, no, I'm not doing it, um, which can, you know, make you seem like you're being the, the awkward person in, in, in within the, you know, the transaction that's happening. Mm. I mean, like chuggers, charity muggers, they're called. <laughs> Those on the street, you know, for with their red jackets on trying to stop you. Mm. I've noticed the older and uglier I've got, the less I'm being stopped. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but I, uh, I get stopped by these people. And without sounding like a dick, when they say, would you like to give to ABC charity? I say, I've really looked at my finances and I give to five charities that mean an awful lot to me mm. now if you want me to give to this charity I'm going to have to take one of these five off the list mm. so are we not going to give water to water aid are we going to stop giving money to cancer research are we going to forget the animals with WWF are we not going to help the Terence Higgins Trust or are we not going to give money to shelter? Which one shall I stop giving money to mm. so I can give to your charity? Yeah. Done the right way. That's a really interesting conversation. Of course, done the wrong way and you sound like a 
arse. But <laughs> but but it just just shows you, doesn't it, that op- there is an opportunity cost. I don't think leaders see that or 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 hear it from their employees enough that if you want me to do that, then I can't do this. Mm. There are only a certain amount of days or hours in a day. Mm. You can't be expected to do everything and be everything to to all people. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the in the long term as well, sort of integrity and courage is attractive, right? So when you give the real and true response uh, to the question that you're being asked, then you you are you are giving inter- integrity, but you're also showing courage as well. So in terms of any of your fears of what saying no might mean in a consequence terms for where you're working, especially from a position of authority, courage and integrity is attractive. I love that. Mm. I love that, actually, if you, what do you want to, do you want to fuel integrity or not? And we all want to have integrity in our lives. I don't know many people who are like, no, "No, thanks. Uh, You can keep your integrity. Mm. Thanks. Mm. So, yes, saying no when you mean no can, done right, build integrity. Let's get right into the solution. And I'd like to talk about principled negotiation because mm. that's really helpful when you're dealing with people who want you to say yes or you feel that you should say yes. You want to people please these people or you want to break the boundaries. And this is from the book Getting to Yes by the Harvard Negotiation Project. And they talk about four parts, Josh. They talk about separating the person from the problem. So if somebody's coming to you and says, can you do this? Rather than trying to keep them happy, look at the problem rather than the person. What do you want Mm. me to do specifically? Yeah. That'll give you the time out. The second one is look at the issues behind the position. You know, why do you need this? Why is this urgent and important now? You know, what what is actually behind can you do this? Mm. Rather than just, yes, I'll do it. Because that will really help you understand the situation that they're in. Yeah. The third part is look at as many different options as possible, which could be that you don't do it, you both do it, you do it all. If we do it, then this has to not happen. Can Sheila do a quarter of it? Can Mark do the other quarter? Can I do a quarter? And can you do a quarter? Just putting loads of options on the table. Mm. And then finally, the fourth bit is make a decision based on an objective standard. So, for example, you know, if you work to 5.30, we, as I say, we've got to flex. I'm not asking people to be ruthless on this. But make sure that there's an objective standard to this. Well, no, this is not what I'm here to do. Mm. I'm here to be the receptionist of ABC Limited. I'm not here to be your personal secretary. Mm. That's I'm not an executive assistant. Yeah, that's yeah. not my gig. Yeah, yeah. That's one example I've seen a few times. Yeah. So yeah, that's principled negotiation. Separate the person from the problem. Find out all the issues behind the position. Come up with a ton of different options, and then base your decision on an objective standard. Mm. And that that can really really work. Yeah, yeah. Because then what you're doing, you're not giving a flat no. You're you're doing what we talked about, which is you're saying no, but you're actually giving a full on response and. You know, I hope the people that will be listening to this will, you know, will be people of integrity. And when you've got integrity and you're trying to help somebody, then 
then your your no followed by what you've just explained actually becomes um, a very helpful, very helpful and meaningful response, right? Yeah, and, and when we were like researching this issue for the show, we came up with a fantastic coach potato solution. <laughs> the first series one episode one, which I think we're both very proud of. Yeah. So when you say no, it's not no full stop. It's not that mm. because you can be seen as apathetic. You can be seen as rigid, rigid, uh, uncompromising. Yeah, yeah. So it shouldn't be no dot. It should be no dot dot dot. Now I like that. Yeah, yeah. Simple. That's your simple takeaway today. I like that. Mm. So no dot 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 means no. I need to think about it. No, I need to understand what this is. Mm. So you know, having a full understanding that no doesn't necessarily mean you're not willing to work with somebody exactly mm, yes, mm. exactly no but i'm willing to work with you to 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 reach an agreement on what's right and that's what the dot 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 is right it's the space whereas no full stop is no i'm rigid and uncompromising no dot 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 is no but i'm here to work with you to reach the end goal that we both desire i'm matthew davies from powerthechange.com and I'm Josh Connolly from joshconnolly.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening. There'll be more Couch Potatoes coming soon. <laughs> yeah.